Well, Father, we pray that you'd open your, your word to us, help us to understand the significance of this evening and the significance of tomorrow, its true meaning, which is to celebrate the birth of your son. Come to us as Emmanuel. God is with us. He is with us through all that we endure in life, all of our experiences of life. Emmanuel, God is with us. Your greatest gift to mankind. Thank you. Well, one of the things which I think is quite a delight in opening Christmas presents, I trust we've wrapped all our Christmas presents up. <laughs> May not quite yet. <laughs> is when you get a surprise. I don't know whether you're the sort of person who likes to have surprises. I think the longer I go on in life, the less I'm ready for surprises. <laughs> I like to know what's coming. <laughs> um, but, but it's still quite nice um, to have a surprise. And when we look at this story of Jesus, born of a virgin, and Mary giving birth to him in the stable, we're very familiar with it. It has a certain... A, a certain charm, doesn't it? A certain romance about it. But in fact, it is really a great story of surprises because God is the God of surprises. He does surprise us. And you know, I think Mary was really surprised. Really surprised. Having angels meet with her, or not just an angel, but the angel Gabriel, to tell her that she is highly favoured, that she will have a son, not by natural birth, but by God, who will be the king, the saviour of his people. I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder what's going on in her mind. And then whether she actually believed all that was true, or whether it was just a figment of her imagination. And then, of course, when she was with child, she knew that it was. That must have been a surprise. The other thing that was a great surprise to her was that she was told that he would be the son of the most high God. And you would have thought, if, if I'm going to have a son and he's going to be the son of the most high God, he's at least going to be born in a palace, isn't he? He's going to be born in splendor. If he's going to be, if you like, the heir of, of King David, if you like, the, the Messiah who has come, then surely he's going to be born in those circumstances. But she has to travel. She has to travel not just from her home, but 70 miles, which would have taken over a week to get to Bethlehem. That would have been a surprise. And when she got there, it wasn't a palace. In fact, the inn was too full. So she ends up giving birth to Jesus in a cattle shed, really. That's a surprise. There's no room for the saviour of this world. And she's probably wondering, why is he born among the animals? Why is he born in poverty? Surely nothing here is going to plan. It's all going wrong. Everything is a disaster. But actually, it's all going to plan. 
The shepherds are meeting with angels. The wise men are following a star. She thinks that in some ways God has let her down. But actually everything is in hand. And everything is going perfectly for the God of surprises. And what about us tomorrow? Do we say to our loved ones who give us presents that are surprises, hmm, I don't like surprises. But actually, there's something about life that always has within it, if you like, punctuated within it, surprises. And we need to trust, and I think that's one of the great lessons that we have. I think that within life, we learn increasingly, we don't have the answers. We look around us and we think to ourselves, human beings don't have the answers. We need to appeal to someone greater than ourselves, don't we? We need to look outside of ourselves and see whether we can get help from one who does, the God of surprises, who has a different plan. And so in order to enjoy the surprise, in order to endure the surprise, we do have to trust. Like a trapeze artist, before we can be caught, we have to let go and brave the empty space, trusting that he will take us. Mary had to let go of all of her expectations, trying to choreograph our lives, trying to control everything, trying to manage events and fit into plans. But at some point, we are going to need to trust in the God of surprises. It's only then that we can let go in that moment, you know. It's actually in that moment of uncertainty. It's only then when we can let go of what we really believe in and know of this world and just trust that there is a God who loves us and cares for us. It's only then that we can be caught by him. And we will be filled with the joy of his surprise. Mary and Joseph in a stable, that wasn't the plan. No room for the inn. They seem reminded how little control that they had. In fact, how little control we do have in our lives. There are unexpected turns and unexpected events. But in it all, we trust him. And it's time sometimes just to let go. It's time to let go and to say, we don't have all the answers. But Lord, I know that you do. And I know that I can reach out to you. I can't always feel you. And if I'm honest, I don't always believe. But you, I know, Lord that you are going to reach out and take hold of me if I just surrender to you. And I can do that. I can surrender to you. And sometimes I can do that in tears. <laughs> but that's what we need to do. And I think that's the message that he gives to us at Christmas time. I often look at the way that we are as a nation and the way the world is. And I look at the way that people try to solve problems 
And they try to come up with all kinds of solutions and methods and formulas and plans and manifestos and systems. And if only we had a better system, if only we had a better formula, if only we had a better plan. But you know, God's answer is never a formula. And it's never a plan. It's always, always a person. And the ultimate need that we have doesn't require a formula or a plan. It requires a person. And that's why he sent his son to us. And what a surprise. Not as a mature person did he emerge, but he came as a child, a vulnerable child who was going to grow up in the family because families are central to God's plan. And I think as a society, we need to remind ourselves that family is actually the centre of his purpose and plan. And as we surrender to him, yeah, sometimes in tears, there's a knock at the barn door and kings are waiting outside in the snow and they're bearing gifts sent by the God of surprises. Let's pray. Father, if we were to imagine the story of Messiah coming to mankind, we would never have imagined a story of a child being born in a stable because there's no room for them in the inn. But your ways are not our ways. Scripture tells us that your thoughts are not our thoughts. And Jesus comes to us, as I said, as Emmanuel. God is with us. That's why he can say to us, come to me all of you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I will give you rest for your souls. We can find rest for all kinds of things. We can find physical rest. We can find mental rest. But one of the things that we desperately need is rest for our souls. Come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest for your soul. Father, on this Christmas Eve, as we prepare ourselves for Christmas Day, we want to do just that. We want to be able to let go and trust you and find ourselves somehow suspended in that place and it is a place of uncertainty it is a place of unknowing for us but as we do we're caught by you and there's something in us that needs and wants to be caught by God and held by you and so Father we pray great God of surprises. Help us, Lord, as we go forward on this Christmas day and into this new year, that we will trust you above trusting ourselves and put our hope 
in you alone. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.